0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses
1: and the people who lead them. Hello, and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio X, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I'm Karen Nowicki, and I'm very excited to be here with the Greater Phoenix Equality Chamber of Commerce Board Chair, Michael Mazako. Welcome, sir.
0: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
1: I am too. And we have Gabe from Brick Road Coffee to thank for our introduction. Yes, we do. So shout out to our friends at Brick Road Coffee. And I'm very excited. You've been sitting in the studio for, I think, 10 minutes, and we've already, I think, deeply connected. So I'm really looking forward to having that energy that you brought into the room uh, shine through in our conversation today so that more people know about the great work that, that you're doing with the chamber and all the things you're involved in. You're one heck of a busy individual.
0: Like I said, if I have time to watch TV, I have time to change the world.
1: I I saw that when I read that, and I <laughs> smiled. It's so true, right?
0: Right. It's. I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my time on the TV. I love the to to unplug and relax. But when you sit there for longer than two or three hours a night, and even that, there's just so much that can be done in the world, and so. Let's direct our time to positive change.
1: I love it. Let's start by um, explaining who the chamber is, and then I would love to hear kind of your backstory and and everything else that you're up to, and then we'll come back to the chamber again.
0: So I'm so proud of the the fact that this chamber is one of the oldest in, in the nation. We were founded in 1980 as the Camelback Business Association. Dare say gay in 1980s, right? So the Camelback Business Association then changed its name in 2000 to the Greater Phoenix Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. And that was quite exciting and, and cutting edge 23 years ago. It just boggles my mind. But then in 2000, we decided that it was time to change our name again to become more inclusive of the entire community Mm -hmm. because not everyone identifies as gay or lesbian. There is um, transgendered and two-spirit and um, asexual and uh, all numbers of parts and shades of our community. And so becoming the Greater Phoenix Equality Chamber of Commerce includes the entire community, not just two identities. Mm
1: -hmm. And you've been a member how long?
0: I have been going to these meetings since I moved here in 2006, and I think I went to my first meeting in spring of 2007. Off and on, it was really how I met my first friends here. Uh, When I first moved here, I moved here from New York City in 2006, so it was uh, a bit of an adjustment, to say the least. (laughs) I met some fantastic people and continued on with those friendships and with the organization. got heavily involved. Five or six years ago, six years ago now, jumped on the board four years ago. And for the last two years, I've been the board chair. And I will run again in June to be board chair for another two years. But we are so excited that we are in the process of hiring an executive director again. So we hired an executive director in 2000 to build infrastructure, to build the chamber. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, COVID hit right after that hire. So, we are in the process of going through um, resumes and starting the interviews. So, by June, July, we'll have an executive director and onward and upward for this organization.
1: So great. Tell me about some of the initiatives that you're currently working on through the chamber.
0: So, our programming is growing and expanding right now. Our most notable that I think is different than any other organization in the state of Arizona is the LGBTQBE, and that's a certification of an LGBTQ owned business that is done through our national affiliate, which is NGLCC, which is the National LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce. What that certification does is it allows you to be put on a supplier diversity chain or, or, or platform For these large corporations that are looking to diversify their dollars, their Mm -hmm. spend. You know, we hire people that look like us, people that sound like us. We hire our friends. And this is a way for those corporations and those businesses that are looking to broaden their horizons and get a fantastic product, those that might not look or sound or be like them, but still have. Award-winning and fantastic product. So uh, the supplier diversity is, is something that we're really big on right now and pushing the, the certifications within our chamber. What is a positive of, of that also, of becoming a member, is that that certification is free.
1: I through, was just going to ask. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, if you're a member, it's free?
0: Correct. If, if you're a member, If it's you're a non-member, free. Free. you can pay. Non- a non-member, it's $850. Okay. But considering membership is $199 for a year. It's a no-brainer. It, exactly. It makes sense. Yeah. So we have that certification that is absolutely huge, a lot around that certification and around our national parent, I I can't say parent, but our national organization um, with mental health awareness, HIV in the workplace. There's so much that they bring to the table, and we are incredibly thankful for that organization and and how they help feed dollars into the affiliate chambers um, and into our community we also just did an lgbtq pitch night it was last week last thursday we had six businesses pitch three of which were trans owned tgx owned uh, which is very exciting for us uh, as we try to grow the tgx programming within the organization and all of them were young entrepreneurs uh, young businesses uh, that are thriving, that are doing something new out in the community, uh, some, some fun waffles, some, uh, a beauty school, uh, uh, social media, uh, a number of different organizations. But uh, this is really exciting stuff for us to be able to incubate new and improving businesses. And what was really kind of heartwarming were the judges and panelists that listened to these pitches came back and said you know we want to give more. We've already given 3 or 4 hours of our time. We want to mentor these businesses and so they all agreed to to pitch in. I think it was 6 more hours to give each business an hour of mentor mentoring.
1: And was this pitch fest the first of its kind it, for you guys?
0: For, for us. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, and our um partners, wonderful partners over at Hel- uh, I'm sorry, over at Wells Fargo funded it.
1: Fantastic.
0: So and you'll do it again. We will. You we, have a, will. A date we will. We will do, do it an again. Idea. Um and Wells Fargo has given us another Already. grant. So uh, whether it's that or uh, maybe a matchmaking opportunity for for LGBTQPEs, um, there there are a lot of possibilities but the the point is programming is growing. Yeah. And so as we are building our infrastructure with staff, you can expect to see more from us.
1: I'm excited to learn more for the business community at large, does it make sense for us to become members of the chamber?
0: Absolutely. If you're looking to connect with the LGBTQ community, this is the most one of the most direct routes. There are opportunities to advertise. There are opportunities to advocate, um, uh, advocate within the community. But with the chamber, you're also going to have that one-on-one relationship-building opportunity. And that is what sales are all about, right? That, yeah. That's what our chamber is all about. Our chamber is never going to be a leads organization. That There are a number of great leads organizations out there. And by all means, please join one. What we are going to do is build you as a person, build you as a business owner, and help you build those relationships. And if you get business directly from that, wonderful. But... Most likely, you're going to build a web of friends yep. and, a, and a huge network, and out of that network you're going to find business as within any network, right so, so it's, it gives you that opportunity and, and anytime you have a, a network like that within a community, it's just going to to help you build your your brand, your business, your you as a person,
1: hmm I want to go back to a point you made a few moments ago with regards to how we do business with the people that look like us and walk like us and talk like us. And I always say it's kind of the people in my backyard, Yep. right? Just yesterday, we had a beautiful um, interview with AZ Next from ASU, so Mm -hmm. their workforce development, and a gal who's benefited from the program and then one of their teachers, um, a business consultant. And it was great because Rob Bilo, who is the executive director for AZ Next, he said, "You know, we we're doing our best to be inclusive, and sometimes we don't know what to do. But this certification is the first time I've heard of something like this. It makes sense to really um, fast pass our way to saying this is important to me, and learning how to open up the backyard fence and and be able to know strategically." obviously with great intention, like how do I how do I open myself up so that I, I'm aware of all these other types of businesses and, and, and individuals making a difference in our world? And so much so that Rob pointed out that when they put out this advertisement or campaign for a speaker's panel that they're doing, and I can't remember the topic, but Laura, who was the... Um, other guest on the show who is an instructor for them and the consultant, she gave him feedback. And she's like, Rob, do you see that there's something wrong with this? The, all the speakers on this panel, you're missing representation from a variety of different business owners. They all looked and, you know, and sound, look like Rob. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my gosh, totally missed that. We're going to correct that. So I'm really thrilled about the certification and want to make sure that we're a great help to making sure that more businesses get certified through that. And and then in that, of course, it makes sense to become chamber members.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I think that we don't, we don't even realize that we're doing it. I, mean, I know I it's, don't. It's absolutely not intentional either. But
1: mm, sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> let's, be, You're absolutely let's be honest. Right. Let's be honest. Mm. Right. It's usually not intentional. We hope, hope that it's not intentional. Yep there are times where you turn around and you look at your board your group of friends your people that are around the table on your committee and you realize i'm i'm lacking diversity yeah. and and maybe that is a problem with hr and how they're hiring um it's not necessarily always the manager's fault or the owner's you know fault that there are other people that that and there's no fault to be given i shouldn't say fault that's the wrong word it's th-
1: habitual and it's con- Conditioning and it's just where we've been. Correct. And now that we know better, we do better.
0: Correct. We don't want to. We don't want to finger point and say this is a fault, right? It it is. It is an issue that needs to be addressed, mm-hmm. and and that um, goes down to the very basics of how we hire and and how we form these groups that that lead within our business or an organization.
1: Okay, so we're further into the interview than I expected, which I'm excited about. But I, I want to hear the backstory because I, I don't know much about you beyond what I read in your, in your bio. So you're from New York. Did you grow up there? No,
0: no. Um, my father was in the service, actually. So I was born in Oklahoma, Georgia, Alaska, two places in Ohio, D.C., Chicago, New York City, and now here. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> A little bit of traveling growing up.
0: Well, um, the growing up part ended in Ohio. That's where my parents got out of the service and, and settled. And then I just continued moving and always loved to challenge and wanted to be someplace newer, bigger, better. And so no one could tell me no. So I just kept, <laughs> kept going.
1: And you traveled. Do you travel for fun?
0: I do. We do. Yeah. Um, my, my partner and I, my, my husband is a flight attendant. So oh, we, perfect. We, yes, we travel quite often. Yeah. Our favorite latest international was to Cuba. And that was in 2019. And it was just so amazing to see that that country that was always a, a hidden. You know, we yeah. weren't supposed to go there. We weren't supposed to be there. And I love architecture and and old architecture like that. It's sad. It's beautiful. The people were were gorgeous and so nice and we happened to pick the week that it was jazz fest we happened to pick the week that the ballet was performing not intentional it just uh, right it, it was oh, incredible it just so happy and to right that week.
1: before covid it right. sounds like so wow
0: right before the last we, administration shut the borders yeah, again yeah. too okay so we were still, able it's still to still closed. it is
1: mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. incredible but timing. it was
0: an amazing experience yeah and that's what travel does for us right it opens us up to these amazing experiences that are outside of our norm. Yeah. And we get to meet people and see people and build relationships that wouldn't have been possible. And
1: oftentimes not. find out they're just like me.
0: Always. Yes. <laughs> always. Yeah. I was in Italy with cousins. We, we were talking before we were on air about our, our shared ancestry. My father's from Italy. We're still in touch with that side of the family. We were out with his friends this was years ago when we were when I was younger and we were just standing around talking and there was a wall there and I what is that and he goes it's the wall to Rome and I, I didn't understand what he was saying I was like what do you mean a wall around Rome and then it dawned on me that wall was three thousand years old two thousand years old that was the wall to Rome <gasps> right and, 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 <laughs> and there like... just graffiti on it and we're standing around talking with you know his friends in incredibly bad broken English but it was. Such an amazing experience to, to realize that here I was on another side of the planet talking with these people that shared likes and dislikes and, and music and current events with me in this historic place. It's, that's why you travel. That is why you travel.
1: Yeah. And thank goodness for a spouse that has flight benefits. <laughs> that, that doesn't hurt. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. So, talk to us about uh, your professional journey. Uh, what do you, so you're the board chair, of course, and you've done, yes. been doing that for years. I also see that you're on the board, or we're on the board for the Phoenix men, uh, Gay Men's Choir.
0: Yes. I'm wow. The, I'm the vice chair for the Phoenix Gay Men's Choir. So that is a passion project. Is
1: that mean you sing?
0: No, not anymore.
1: <laughs> but you did.
0: I did, yes, years ago. I was a dance major and performed, and I like to tell people that was many, many pounds ago.
1: Really? <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what are you doing today then? What do you do professionally?
0: So now, um, as with anyone who's been in the arts, uh, you start waiting tables. And that was over 35 years ago uh, that I was working in restaurants, and that kind of developed into where I am now, and that is a, an event Business, uh, Michael Mazzako Events, and I have the honor of working with a number of nonprofits and and families around uh, the the valley and produce events in in their homes or fundraisers and galas and in resorts and uh, different spaces. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I I I always tell people at my uh, at the luncheons that I've been proudly proving my parents wrong that I can make a living out of going to a party. <laughs> boy, were they wrong.
1: <laughs> and you've continued to do it. That's amazing.
0: I do. I do. It's so much fun.
1: So large events at resorts to Correct. even just smaller intimate gatherings in homes. Is that what I Correct. heard you say? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So,
0: you know, I've done a 15, 20-person plated dinners and, in someone's home that, you know, the, it's a client or it's a an association and they're bringing over donors to this past Saturday did a, a prom send-off where it was a big group of, of friends and all of their families. And the person that hosted had it catered. And uh, we had, you know, bartenders and staff. And it was just a, a little four-hour, three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour experience. And everyone came over and got to take pictures all together. And all the families got to be there and then put them on the on the buses and they went off to prom together. It's amazing to set the stage for these lifelong memories. And that's truly where I think my passion lies is that I get to stand back and watch these people make these memories and know that I did that. And I was joking with the moms as we we're putting on the boutonnieres and the corsages that I'm going to be in all these people's prom <laughs> photos, and they're going to wonder, who's that guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're the master ceremony. Yeah. And how nice for the host, right? For, for Whether it's, a, again, a small intimate gathering or it's something that's huge for, for the 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 team or the lead person to have an event coordinator, <laughs> an expert managing all that. It makes it far more enjoyable on the way in at the day of the event and then of course after as well. Absolutely. So absolutely yeah. I
0: love when we get to walk out and they're just sitting there having a drink with, you know, the last few stragglers and friends, and their, their inner inner group. Right. Exactly. And I'm walking out with a clean kitchen, a clean, you know, house where we're Sweeping and mopping sometimes as we're pulling out, so we want to leave the house like we when we walked in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun.
1: How do folks uh, stay in touch with you for that? So for our listeners who might be like, "Oh, I've got an event coming up," or I know someone who has an event coming up,
0: what's... you can find me on social media yeah. at Michael Mazaco Events um, or MichaelMazacoEvents dot That mm-hmm. will take you to my social media. During COVID, I let my website go. It was another expense that I didn't need, so that is on summer 2023 agenda. Yeah, and really, so much of
1: what we're doing is on social media anyway. Absolutely. A lot of people have been, you know, kind of shifting their energy to putting their time and letting us know where they are on social media versus a, a stagnant
0: website. Right, yeah? right. A landing page is all you need yeah. now. It's such it's a, it's a digital footprint.
1: Yep. Good. And I'm getting a glare from Daryl, even if he doesn't know it, because <laughs> I'm working on my, my website, which seems to be a never-ending story. <laughs> we have a great website, which is our library for all the shows that we've done for six years over what I think we're close to— I don't know how many, 200, three, almost 300. Wow,
0: congratulations. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And I also need some presence that says, well, here's what we do and here's how you get to be you know, a partner with us. So right. I feel, I feel you. Okay, great. So we'll find you on social media for that. How do you feel, and, and you don't have to answer this for me, but how do you feel that the business community here in the Metro Phoenix area is doing around inclusivity and, and diversity? And how can we do more? how do we get involved? I mean, clearly become a member of the chamber and, you know, be looking for and, and, and intentional about widening our circle.
0: I think widening our circle, like you said, being intentional. Yes. One community has a great program open for all. And I'm a huge advocate and, and constantly cheering on Angela and, and the team over at One Community, mm-hmm. being aware of that, yep. being aware of, of those organizations that are doing some great work and lifting them up local first is is another one that is just outstanding yep. and love everything that they stand for and being that that local advocate which truly the chamber is that mm-hmm. it's all businesses within the greater phoenix area and so going on their websites and seeing who's a member where can i find this because yes you can find your birthday cards or those gifts at any store but going to a store that specializes in Arizona artists or, or finding them on an, our membership directory for maybe a gallery that holds artists. What a, an amazing gift, right? So there are wonderful ways to support diversity, equity, inclusion without going out there and starting your own program or brand, but just supporting businesses that operate and that live within that.
1: Yeah. And even before we went on air, you gave a shout out to one community. You said you were just at an event recently, and I said how much we love and appreciate Angela. And of course, Local First as well. Thomas Bard does his show with us here, and Kimber Lanning has been on with us several times. So I guess that, that leads to a question, and I think I already know the answer, but given that you are the Greater Phoenix Equity Chamber of Commerce, that doesn't mean that you don't align with other organizations and professional business organizations that Maybe offer different programs, or we all can come together. I guess is what I'm saying, and, and you've been a great model for that, as you talked about local first and one community.
0: We are all on the same highway, right? We're all on the same mission. We are all looking to promote Arizona businesses. Yep. We might have different lanes that we're traveling in, yep. but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to change over into into your lane every once in a while, and vice versa. Um, and we all work together. It is absolutely that that hand holding. As we were mentioning before, it's that kumbaya moment of uh, how we can all do this together yep. because we are not going to do anything apart. We're uh, not. So, yeah, I, yep. I love any time that I can, I can stand next to uh, another organization that, that thinks, talks, speaks, has similar ideas. By all means, please, let's do this together. I have met with numerous other chambers around, around the Valley because we are the Greater Phoenix Equality Chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, some chambers are, you know, what does that mean? What You know, are you going to step on our toes? By all means, I want people to, to join their chamber as I would want them to, to encourage people to join ours. They have programming that we, won't, we wouldn't have. And I can guarantee you that our programming is vastly different than theirs. So there is room for more than just one organization and one chamber and one membership and one association. Broaden your horizons. Go out there and be a part of the community at large. Our chamber is not just LGBTQ businesses. We have a lot of allies and that more are should members. It be. Right. Absolutely. It's that's why we're doing this, because we want us all to be together. It doesn't mean that we're not promoting all businesses. We are promoting all of our all of our businesses. But there have been inequities in the past and issues breaking into the business world or or promoting within the business world or just holding your own within the business world mm-hmm. that that other communities have had a hard time with. And so that's where we are helping and assisting and, and going that extra mile and giving an opportunity to.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is going to come out clearly, but I keep having this nudge as we're talking Sometimes uh, when I feel like I am challenged by, or someone's doing something that I want to do in business, or they're better at it than me, or and I think I'm thinking specifically organizations, professional organizations, it's rare that when people come in here and talk about um, what's important to them and the uh, the organizations that they represent, it's rare that they say, you know, only stay with us. You know, we're the we're the best the Phoenix community is very collaborative, which I love so much. And I think my takeaway, as you were sharing just a moment ago, is that I still get the nudge. I'm human. I still get the nudge like, oh, I wish I was as good as them, or I need to be better than them, or I can only do this organization. I can't do this one. I think that nudge is not intended to keep me small and keep me separate. That nudge is quite the opposite. It's there to say, where's that coming from? What's the fear, (laughs) and if I can use that as a threshold to step through to that next layer of um, openness and willingness? And competition is great. Uh, We, I don't know that we'll ever, you know, take that away from human experience. But if I can use it as a catalyst to grow and expand myself, and my network is better off for it. So thank you for that little nugget.
0: I think that is just the American drive. Yeah. I think that we have that, and we all have that, and I absolutely have that about every single organization that I just mentioned. I want to do better, and I want to be as good as. I want to work collaborative, yes. collaboratively <laughs> with at, at a different level, Yep. and that is that drive that pushes most of us yep. uh, to, to do better, to be better.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Uh, events that are related to the Chamber, do you have any events that are coming up?
0: So our next big event, I'm so excited about this. Uh we have a net mixer on Thursday. A that's net? a net mixer. Uh-huh. Yeah, a networking and mixer. Oh, oh yeah. A net mixer happening at Hula's on Seventh Street. I I love to, Hula's. Think, <laughs> yeah. think of that that address. Um that's on seventh street. And that is very laid back. It's just a bunch of people, we get together, yeah. we uh, have a drink, whether it's coffee, water, or, or a fabulous libation. Um, and they have fabulous libations.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Their food is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. they are. Uh, I'm um, sorry,
1: Hula's on 7th, and what day is that?
0: That is on Thursday, 5.30 to 7.30. Of this week. Correct, of okay. this week. And then on June 2nd is our Heroes Award. That's going to be at the Foundry Hotel. Mm. Uh, that is from 11 to 2 and we will be giving out awards to a number of chamber individuals and community leaders for the work that they've done over the last year.
1: From hmm. 11 to 2 uh, at the foundry another great exciting. place. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. What a what a community driven place and and I love everything about that yeah. that property. And
1: that's June
0: what day is That is it? June 2nd. 2nd. Wow.
1: Fantastic.
0: So, a lot going on, a lot coming up um, and then we all into the city goes to, to hibernate after that. Yeah, so. <laughs> ish. <laughs> right. We, we right. don't
1: see each other on the streets because the streets are scorching hot and right, you can fry right, an right. egg on We're it. We're around a pool. <laughs> right, exactly. We're doing it. We have the libations around the pool Correct. Uh, instead of uh, at, a, at a venue that's, yeah. It, it does slow down quite a bit here in Arizona in the summertime.
0: It does. And I, I wanted to go back to, you would mentioned um, the gay Men's Chorus. Yeah. You know, that, that organization is so such an important piece to our community right now. The Gay Men's Chorus Movement was founded out of a necessity to have a voice during, at the height of the HIV movement when members of our community were dying by the thousands. And that was a way to give them a voice and a movement and a moment to, to educate and to let people know that we're here. Because remember that those first six people that died were on page 26 three years in uh, of the New York Times. It was never mentioned by our leaders until 1986. And so we had to, to raise the awareness ourselves. And that was one of the ways. There was a little bit of PTSD, I think, within our community when, when COVID hit because there was another pandemic sweeping through the nation and there was only three people affected and we were all ordered to stay home. I I know it was more than that. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't wanna belittle but there were very few people and we the world was shut down. We were dying by the hundreds and there was never a mention until we had died by the hundreds of thousands when they finally when our leaders were finally talking about it in public. And that was difficult and, and hard to hear. But the chorus movement, the choral movement came out of that out of that experience and uh and now here we are again getting attacked by school boards city councils state legislatures and this organization is on those stages uniting inspiring educating entertaining i think it's more important now than it ever has been and i'm just so proud of these guys that get up there from all these different walks and sides of the community and life and produce a sound that's gorgeous. We sang for the first time for the NFL game for Arizona Cardinals, sang the national anthem. And it was a very proud moment to
1: have
0: have our community represented like that in front of 30,000 NFL fans and to know that the Arizona Cardinals invited us to do that. And we sang for every sports team here in town, the Diamondbacks, the Mercury, the the Phoenix Suns, but that was the last one. And the Coyotes, don't let me forget about the Arizona Coyotes, but the Diamondbacks were the last one. And it was a real honor and a pleasure and, and exciting. So that is the type of work that this chorus is doing and uh, people kind of think, oh, of course, it's not that important, but it is. It absolutely is because there are 30,000 people in that audience and there might have been one person that needed to see those guys on on that field thriving and living their most authentic lives and living their authentic self doing it. And that is what it's all about.
1: You have a great way to share history, so thank you, because I've learned so much in this conversation. I've never heard them perform. <laughs> you have to <laughs> and, come. I know. So uh, on the website, can we we can look it up and find out where they're performing?
0: Yes. The Phoenix Chacabians Course will be performing at Tempe Center for the Arts on June 3rd and 4th. It's a very busy weekend for me. <laughs> yes. There's, there's so that's coming concerts. right
1: out of the, and Heroes the day before. Yes, correct. Wow. Correct.
0: <laughs> so uh, there are two concerts on Saturday, two o'clock, and I believe seven o'clock. Okay. And then on Sunday is another two o'clock performance. And on Sunday, there's also a fundraiser called the Bonnet Brunch Gala. Because why do we want to get dressed up and be stuffy and raise money? Let's have fun. Right. So we're asking everybody to wear a fabulous hat. <laughs> That's
1: on the Sunday.
0: Sunday, so June 4th, at Culinary Dropout in Tempe. Yeah. And so if they go to the uh, website, com, they can get tickets to all of these yeah. events.
1: Extraordinarily busy you are. Yes, (laughs) and I'm sure you wouldn't have it any other way. No,
0: no. Like I said, if I have time to change to watch TV, I have time to change the world. Yeah, and there's 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 so much that can be done in this city, and I love taking part and and making a difference, even with with Arizona Costume Institute. It's another board that I sit on with the Phoenix Art Museum that supports the fashion collection at the Phoenix Art Museum, which is one of the largest in the country, founded in 1966. So tonight, we have a man speaking on NFTs and technology and fashion. Oh, wow. You know, fashion isn't just the pretty things that walk down the runway or we see on the red carpet. There's this whole other side of the how and the why that go into it that is incredibly interesting yeah. when you think about why or, or how, when where we've incorporated programming into gender expansive clothing that is nothing new it is not because billy porter wanted to be fabulous uh gender expansive has been going on for thousands of years people of different sexes and genders have been wearing clothing that is not their assigned gender clothing and the whole pink and blue thing is only Less than 100 years old. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of depth there yeah. and ways to learn. Even how a man's suit is cut is constantly changing and, and the world around us is changing. So I, uh, lots of interest, lots of ways to, to incorporate different viewpoints. Yeah. And so I love doing all of this. Do you know our friends at it? Fabric? I do. Yeah. I love fabrics. So we good. partner with them quite often.
1: Such great people they are. And I'm sorry. The name of the that organization, the Arizona Costume Institute. Correct. Arizona Costume Institute.
0: Correct. Wow. Yes, at the Phoenix Art Museum.
1: You're fascinating.
0: <laughs>
1: really, I'm so excited to meet you. And I'm, I'm as we've talked several times. I thought, how is it that we've never met until today, <laughs> Gabe? Thank you. I, seriously, I, I've been missing out. Wow. I hope you'll come back and and spend time with us again. This has really been fun and so informative. We've hit so many points. I know really the, the intention behind our segment today was really around the Greater Phoenix Equality Chamber of Commerce. I'm glad we really had a chance to spend some time there. And also, all these other great organizations that you're involved in, let alone your business. Uh, Absolutely. So great. And yes, Daryl sent us. (laughs)
0: Yes, Daryl gave me some information and thank you. So, our netmixer is at Hula's, and that is at 7th Street in Camelback, uptown Phoenix location. And then on June 2nd is the Hero Awards, that's at Foundry. And that's at First Avenue in Portland without these glasses. I have to hold that paper far away. <laughs> Better you than me because it'd be
1: back by the step and repeat and I still wouldn't see it. Okay, good. I still don't want to admit that I need them.
0: <laughs> um, <but>. Same. <laughs> my,
1: my kids are begging me, please, just go buy readers, Mom. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it.
0: I can tell you often I say, oh, yeah, that looks good. I have no idea what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right. Yes. One more time for your social media accounts for your business, and then let's give our last shout out to the Greater Phoenix Equality Chamber
0: and so how you can my find business, them. Yeah. My business is Michael Mazacco Events, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, michaelmazzoccoevents.com. That's the website that would take you to Facebook. But I am here because of my love for equality in business, and that is the Greater Phoenix Equality Chamber of Commerce. Our website is theequalitychamber.org. And that's the, that's the tricky one, right, .org. And you can find my email. Best way to get in touch with me in the chamber is chair at equalitychamber.org. So by all means, please, uh, if you have love to spread and have questions and interest, by all means, please email me.
1: Awesome great to know you. Thank you so much for spending your morning with us. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio X, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Awicki. Thanks for listening.